Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Motez Jabed. And I'm Ariana Cordova. Tonight we will hear from members of the New Mexico Dream Team and their campaign to defund ICE and CPB. We are very honored to share this space with these amazing activists. Also, Lily Lukau and Malik Jabed are here with a special segment from nationally recognized activist Bray Newsom. She will help us put into perspective the events of the last couple of weeks. That's right, Matas. And in this spirit, we would like to honor and remind us all that we are broadcasting on stolen indigenous land. Music is such an important expression, and we have great music for you all to listen to. This is Darlo Todo by Marissa Murr. The New Mexico Dream Team is a local organization whose mission is to uplift the immigrant, queer, and POC communities. The New Mexico Dream Team is also connected to the National United We Dream organization, and they are leaders in working towards equity and justice. Now, we hear from my co-host, Ariana Cordova, who is speaking with Blanca Banuelos and Victor Romero Hernandez of the New Mexico Dream Team. This is Ariana Cordova with Generation Justice, and I am speaking with Blanca Bonuelos and Victor Romero Hernandez of the New Mexico Dream Team. Welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you for having us here. Thank you. Please share with us more about yourself and your roles within the New Mexico Dream Team. Uh, Blanca, why don't we start with you? Um, so my name is Blanca Anielos, and I, am, I migrated to the United States when I was one, and this has been my home since like 18 years. I've this is my home, you know. I don't know what I would do if I go back or anything like that. So I myself am directly impacted by everything going out. And with the New Mexico Dream Team, the work that I do is organize as well as help with the digital and communication department as well. Uh, my name is Victor Romero. Um, I also migrated to the United States when I was very young. I was only two years old. Um, and I come from the capital city of Chihuahua. Um, and... I'm also very impacted by everything that's happening as an immigrant and as a descendant of immigrants as well. I'm currently studying at UNM, political science as well as international studies. Uh, and my role with the New Mexico Dream Team is I work a lot around the intersections of being uh, part of the LGBTQ community and also being an immigrant or being um, uh, an undocumented immigrant. Thank you for sharing. Tell us more about the New Mexico Dream Team and its mission. So the New Mexico Dream Team, our goal is to um, make sure that our immigration communities get the justice that they deserve here locally and nationally. And also just pretty much like standing up for the injustice that we get constantly. You know, our communities have been targeted since for, it's been years. You know, it's not something that's new. And that's our mission as a as a team, as a nonprofit organization, is to fight the injustice that's happening within our communities that's targeting us personally. Do you want to add anything to that? 
Um, no, I think Blanca did a really good job. So how is the Dream Team getting involved with the ongoing Close the Camps movement? So the New Mexico Dream Team has been a part of many local Close the Camps, um, such as the one that was outside of the Sims building, which is where both senators' offices are at. And we were a part of the this movement. The reason why is because both senators voted on a border spending bill that pretty much doesn't really better the situation at the border. And so we've been a part of that, and as well as a visual that happened last week. Um, the New Mexico Dream Team just really wants to represent the people who are actually highly impacted by this. And that's our people, you know. A lot of the times these events are ran by people who aren't impacted, you know. So for us, it's very important that we go out to these events and we speak on behalf of our communities. And what are the latest actions that will happen within these movements? So the one that's coming up soon is one in July 20th, and that one's in Oklahoma, um, Lawton. And the reason why we're going to Oklahoma is because Oklahoma has a history of detaining um, communities for the longest time, detaining minorities, you know? Um, it has a history during World War II, like they were one of the biggest ones that incarcerated and detained Japanese Americans during the World War II, you know? And that's why we're going over there. And it's not just that, like it's not, that's not the only reason why we're going. Like Fort Sill's history of trauma goes, you know, back so many years. It, they used to attack our Native American communities as well, you know? They had a school where they like totally took away all these Native Americans people's like language and all their culture, you know, and that's why we're going over there because it has a history of just targeting our communities and it's very important for us to go show our support for our communities over there, for the communities in Oklahoma who are impacted. Absolutely, absolutely. How are these camps particularly, uh, particularly dangerous towards LGBTQ individuals? So um, members of the LGBTQ community as well as the um, immigrant community are part of two groups that are very marginalized um, among society. We are among society's most vulnerable groups. And um, an, a very good example is Roxana Hernandez and uh, Joanna Medina, which are two transgender women who, who, were, who lost their lives in these uh, terrible facilities. Um, and before losing their lives, they were mistreated and they uh, were very marginalized. So, Thank you for sharing. And how can people support the efforts to resist these camps? Um, people can support this by calling their Congress people and also their representatives and like let them know that what's happening in these camps are inhumane things, you know, um, that it's not something that we should just sweep under the rug like we do for so many years, you know. Like I said, this isn't something that is just happening out of nowhere. Like this is something that that's going on for years. So anybody can be a part of this by simply going to close the camps us. And there's so many different events that are happening throughout the country um, that you can attend to. And I highly suggest that people attend to these events because it's one thing to post about it on your social media. And it's another thing to actually show your support physically. Would you like to add anything onto that? Yeah. So, um, these representatives and these members of Congress were put in office by all of us. So they are servants. They are supposed to voice our concerns and, and represent us. 
So as Blanca was saying, it's very important to call them and, and demand that they close these camps if that's that's what you feel strongly about. And it's not just about closing the camps, but it's also defunding the people who are killing the children and parents as well, you know? It's not just like, oh, let's close the camps. It's defunding ICE and CBP who are accountable for the people we have lost and are accountable for children getting sexually abused, children having to sleep on the floor, women having to drink water out of a toilet, being sexually abused as well. Everyone's getting sexually abused, you know? And it's something that they don't need more funds. Like, they cut funds on, like, helping these people get asylum. They cut funds on things that actually help these people out. And they give, like, I mean, that funding can go towards this, but it's going towards something else. Absolutely. What are some resources that people can use to educate themselves on these um, detention camps and on ICE? So one of the good resources is going to Close the Camps um, U.S., and that one is um, created by United with Dream. And that one, you can look at, like, what actions are happening. Um, I highly suggest you guys as well go to the New Mexico Dream Team. Keep up with our social media. Um, we make sure that we share stories that are coming out out of people, you know. Um, also, United with Dream, you can check them out. They have very helpful resources for you to know what exactly is happening inside of all these concentration camps and I mean you don't you don't need our resources I mean just by looking it up online like you can find so many stories and on Twitter and on Instagram you know you can find what is going on inside these camps you you don't need us to give you resources for you to be to open up your eyes and see what's going on inside these concentration camps and to bring it back to uh, the New Mexico Dream Team uh, can you tell us more about the Summer of Dream Youth Summit yeah, so um, the Summer of Dreams is a leadership program where we teach younger kids or um, high school level students the importance of being involved in their community and the, the work around social justice and history of, of how the government developed or history of how these oppressive systems developed as well. And, and we also teach them what they can do within their, their own communities to fight this. And where can we find more information on the New Mexico Dream Team? You can find the New Mexico <laughs> Dream Team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. And we do have our um, NewMexicoDreamTeam.org website as well where you can find the latest and what we're doing, events that are coming up, um, actions that were being co-hosted or we have organized. Um, one of our biggest ones is definitely Facebook, you know, because we have a lot of allies there and also a lot of our community use that platform. But Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are the main three where you can definitely find resources or events that you can be a part of and all that. And also one of the ways that you can be a part of this movement is by donating to the New Mexico Dream Team at newmexicodreamteam.org slash donate. And any donation is valid. And is there anything else that either of you would like to add? So I think one of the things that I just really want to say is um, why we call these places concentration camps and not detention centers, you know? These people are not just there you know for a while these people are being kept there for the, a really long time you know right now they stop the process of like giving them asylum you know so obviously it's not just a, a destination center it's not it's not just 
them being there for a while. It's a place where they're keeping them against their will, also without any concern of their well-being, you know? And that is what a concentration camp is. That's exactly what a concentration camp is. And if you don't, you want to know more about it, then look it up. Like I said, this is history repeating itself and families are being separated still. Children are still being sexually assaulted in these concentration camps and also like women and men you know and also with our transgender women and men inside these concentration camps they're being denied the medical care that they need to survive you know you how can you deny a like a necessity that they need to survive you know and a lot of people think that there isn't like a crisis but the crisis is that these people are being treated in an inhumane way without any concern about their lives you know and it's just simple things that they need such as water you know clothes it's I don't know I think we really need to focus on the humanity and like label them as immigrants because I mean maybe if we label them as just people and forget about the label people will care about them people will realize that what's going inside these camps is not something new and it's not humane you know I think we have definitely forgotten about humanity and people really need to realize that they're not just immigrants these are people who are suffering really badly and are in horrible conditions and like I said, when you look it up, I mean, you don't you don't need us to come, you know, people don't need us to come and talk about it. You know, you can look it up and you can see how many people we have lost since the Trump administration kicked in. And they're not doing anything to bring peace and justice to our communities. If anything, it's just becoming more threatful for our communities. The raids are starting. More of us can end up in these concentration camps. And that's why... The, we need to defund ICE and CBP because we can end up in there. You know, I can end up in there. And I don't even want to imagine myself in a situation where I end up in one of these camps, you know, or where my parents end up in one of these camps or my siblings, you know. It's something that is a problem, you know. It's a very big problem that our communities are constantly being targeted. Um, we don't deserve it because, like I said, maybe if you stop labeling us as immigrants, they will really care, you know. Congress, the people in power will really care that we're suffering and, you know, we're humans, you know, we're not supposed to be locked up in cages like animals because we're not animals, we're people. So um, we're, we're working very hard to give voice to those who have been locked in these horrible concentration camps. Um, they've been shut down. And there are mothers and fathers who who only wanted a better life for their children and for their families. A human being does not leave their home, their language, their culture, their family, if they're not in true necessity. And I think that that's what most people don't realize and that's what most people don't see. Um, children do not belong in these in cages. Children belong in playgrounds. They belong at school. They belong experiencing the beauty of life, but they're deprived of that. Um, and it needs to stop. As Blanca was saying, that is why we need to defund ICE and CBP because uh, this administration is, is tearing up families and they're tearing up lives and it, it needs to stop. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I wanted to take one more time to thank the both of you for coming in today and being so honest with us and just taking the time out of your lives to come in and be able to just share your stories and the stories that of other people who 
uh, necessarily aren't able to tell that for themselves. Thank you very much for that. Um, I just want to thank you guys for having us here. Um, thank you for letting us voice our opinions, and not only that, but letting us speak for those who cannot speak for themselves, the people who are locked up right now or the people that have passed away, you know. Um, we just want to speak in behalf of them and ourselves as immigrants and just bring justice to our community because that's, that's what we want is justice. For Generation Justice, I am Ariana Cordova. Thank you, Blanca Banuelos and Victor Romero Hernandez, for your work locally and nationally with the New Mexico Dream Team and your efforts to defund ICE and CPB and fighting for justice for the immigrants in this country. And thank you to my co-host, Ariana Cordova, for conducting such an amazing interview. Thank you, Matas. It was an honor to interview Blanca and Victor. Now some music. Here is Immigration Man from Graham Nash, and after that, Ave Que Emigra from Gabby Moreno. There I was at the immigration scene, shining and feeling clean. Could it be a sin? By the immigration man He said he doesn't know if he can Let me in Let me in Immigration man Can I cross the line and Bree Newsom is a nationally recognized activist and media maker who gained worldwide attention when she bravely scaled a flagpole to rip down a Confederate flag in South Carolina. She has continued her activism and fights for liberation in many different ways since that iconic day. Bree recently tweeted a powerful summary on her Twitter thread. Tonight, we share that Twitter thread with you. G-Day producers Lily Lukow and Malik Javid bring us Bree's powerful analysis. As stated by Bree Newsom, one, to recap the events of the past few weeks, four duly elected women of color in Congress visited a border detention facility and held a press conference on the horrific and inhumane conditions inside, where people are being held in cages without access to basic necessities. Two, they were publicly criticized by the leadership of their own party for not supporting a bill that gave billions of dollars to the administration without any form of accountability for the human rights abuses being committed inside the facilities. Three, follow-up investigations by journalists and live on-air footage from a visit by Pence and GOP congressmen revealed the exact horrific conditions described by Congresswoman. Four, 45 launched a racist public campaign against the Congresswomen who are all non-white working-class women serving first-year terms in the House of Representatives. Five, the Congresswoman held a press conference saying the focus should be on improving conditions for people in the working class communities they came from because they feel they have a mandate from their constituency to do that. Six, 45 and GOP doubled down on the racist attack as the House had a split party vote on whether to condemn Trump's racism. Before the vote could occur, 
Republicans attempted to prevent the word racist from being uttered on the floor. 7. A Democratic congressman filed impeachment charges and was joined by 90 Democrats in the House, plus one congressman who broke rank with the rest of the leadership and called for tabling impeachment instead of striking it down altogether. 8. 45 held a rally in North Carolina, further slandering and inciting hatred and violence against the congresswomen who are already besieged with death threats. These events are occurring in a time of increased white supremacist terrorism in the U.S. 9. Dominant media focuses on the usage of the word racist, how to properly apply it both as a term and as a political tactic, and question its political effectiveness for Trump. That's where we're at currently. Thank you to Bree Newsome for summing up what has been going on within the last few weeks. If you would like to see Bree's ideas and work, you can follow her Twitter at Bree Newsome. And now, in honor of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, Bree Newsom, and all of the brown skin girls who are making a difference, we have chosen the song Brown Skin Girl from Beyonce, St. John, Wizkid, and Blue Ivy Carter. Welcome back to Generation Justice. It's time we share some of the amazing social justice events that are being organized in our community. Malik, what's up first? I heard there was an Anne Frank Remembrance Day with Deborah Lipstadt. Professor Deborah Lipstadt is an author who held the presidential appointment to the United States Holocaust Memorial Council. She will be speaking on anti-Semitism and it takes place Sunday, August 4th at 3 p.m. at James A. Little Theater in Santa Fe at 1060 Sirius Road. For more information, contact James A. Little Theater at 505-476-6429. Lily, do you have an event you want to share? Yes, the New Mexico Departments of the Environment and Energy, Minerals and Natural Resources Methane Public Outreach event is taking place at the UNM School of Law at 1117 Stanford Drive Northeast, Tuesday, July 30th from 1 to 5 p.m. Make your voice heard on lasting changes to methane regulation in New Mexico. For more information, visit the Facebook pages of Conservation Voters of New Mexico, San Juan Citizens Alliance, New Mexico Environmental Law Center, or Earthworks. Mataz, what's your event? The Ezequiel Talk and Walk at Arenal Ezequiel that will take place Saturday, August 3rd from 9 to 11 a.m. at 2401 Violet Street Southwest. It seems like such an inspiring and historical event 
to learn about the Asekia history and traditions in the South Valley and why these traditions are so important to preserve. Contact CISO's Facebook page for more information. Ariana, do you have an event to share with us? I do. The Bravehearts fundraiser for LGBTQ and Two-Spirit folks in Tucson Federal Prison. It will be held on Friday, July 26th at 6 to 11 p.m. at 114 Morningside Drive Northeast. There will be queer performances and an art auction from 6 to 9 p.m., followed by a queer dance party from 9 to 11 p.m. All art is by Braveheart artists from inside Tucson Federal Prison and local artists. For more information, please visit the Black and Pink Albuquerque Chapters Facebook page. We hope you enjoyed our weekly social justice calendar. Now, for some more music, here is Makiba by Jane and Light from Atiz. We hope you enjoyed this hour of community resistance and resilience. We'd like to thank our guests, Blanca Manuelos and Victor Romero Hernandez, and thank you to Bree Newsom. Tonight's Hour of Radio was produced by Kateri Zuni and Roberta Real. And thank you, Ariana Cordova, for the interview with the powerful and amazing Dream Team members. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers and members. We could not do what we do without you. Tonight, a special thank you to Pilar Montfaletto and Barbara Ramirez for production support. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to all of our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from Cone Alma Health Foundation and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. I'm Ariana Cordova. And I'm Matej Javid. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. So stay tuned and join us next week on Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night.